Hello and welcome to Tales of Changemakers, the personal development podcast about people who have made it their life's mission to make the world a better place. My name is Jana and in this episode I will have a very insightful conversation with Hawa Kebe. Hawa is the founder of an initiative called SETI, which means woman in one of the main Ethiopian languages. It's no coincidence because SETI's aim is to promote African women of talent living in Austria. Hawa herself comes from Senegal and is passionate about entrepreneurship, women empowerment and personal development. While the initiative is fairly recent, Hawa is determined to work hard on promoting a new narrative about the African continent and its diaspora. In this conversation, we will discuss a number of things, including how women can rise to their full potential. Moreover, Hava will share with us her wisdom and experience in women empowerment, as well as a couple of tips for effective networking. SETI is a project about women, promoting women of talents, because I have a strong interest in uh, women empowerment. So basically presenting women who have great stories to share, who can be uh, impactful, and especially in the areas of entrepreneurship, but also personal development. So basically this is a platform, like an online one, and also a series of events that I'm looking forward to organize and bring people together just to share their stories, to be inspired, and also to um, find a way to unlock what they have inside. Because I truly believe that people, I mean, all of us, we have something to share and that sometimes we lack the, um, the inspiration to do so. And seeing people who were there before us, it can unlock many things inside of us. And I think that this is a great opportunity to give this chance to network, to see other stories and just get empowered. Why is it, in your opinion, important to promote women of talent? And what does it mean, women of talent, really? Hmm. I love this question because I am a true believer of talent. And it's very funny because I remember that once uh, someone told me that they didn't believe in talent, that that was a word that was uh, invented by people who didn't want other people to succeed. And I, I totally don't agree because I think that each of us, as I said, we all have something special. It can be a skill, a very natural ability to do something. And for us, it may be easy, but other people cannot do it. And I truly believe that each of us, we have a certain sensitivity, a certain approach to life, a set of skills that we can use to solve issues around us. And in a very specific way that is special to us, we can address an issue in a way that somebody else cannot do. And I think it's, it's a pity to not let this talent be expressed and serve other people. So this was the first thing. And uh, secondly, Talking about women, what I've noticed is that women in general, we tend to, I think it's a cultural thing. We don't network as much as men and we tend to uh, not be as confident as we should be. Uh, culturally, maybe we were raised to be more humble, to downplay what we can do, our abilities. We don't like to be in the spotlight in general. This is, I mean, this was my observation and I felt like it's good to talk about those women who are doing great things put them in the lights and take out the stories or the lessons that they can also teach to others and pass on. Absolutely. But it's interesting when you say that we often feel that we shouldn't be in the spotlight uh, or we are not so appreciative of our own talents. How can we really change this, in your opinion? It's mm -hmm. such a deep challenge, right? And I sometimes wonder what is it really that we need to start with 
Is it upbringing or <laughs> do we need to change the man of this world and the way they treat us? <laughs> I love this question, like, should we beat the man around us? I love this perspective, you know. I mean, I'm not that violent, but I like what you said. Talking about upbringing, definitely, us as women, the way that we raise uh, our future children or the way that we pass on knowledge, definitely. But I will start with ourselves. It starts with our own understanding of who we are, to be aware of what we have inside, the, the skills, the talents, but also be aware of the limiting beliefs that we have that block us from really tapping into opportunities. This is one thing, like this self-awareness. And it takes time, but also commitment in the sense that we have to be aware and willing to constantly break down barriers around us. It can be, for example, if um, I notice that I have some shortcomings in one area, it can be good to know about it and try to find ways to improve on that, maybe taking some classes or self-development workshops, but also playing up my own strengths, playing up those strengths, which means honing the skills that we have. It starts with this, but also acting on our mindset, because I think that attitude is everything. And I remember once I went to a friend's bar and he had these martini napkins. And I was shocked to see that they wrote, like their motto was, attitude is everything. And I was so happy to see that, that I took the napkin with me and I thought to myself, this is it. Yeah, it's your motto now. I mean, it's my motto because attitude is everything. You can have um, the right skills, you can have the right upbringing. But if you don't know how to put yourself out there for people to recognize what you can offer, it's a waste. Or even like with wrong attitude, you can see opportunities in front of you, but you can let them slip away. You can also uh, be in a position where you are always in confrontation or always being intense relations with others. It can be at work or in your social circles. And I think it is an impediment to your growth. Very powerful words, I have to say. And I think most women who are listening to us mm -hmm. most likely <laughs> identify with this idea, right? And the idea of attitude, having a certain attitude, right? Mm -hmm. So sort of coming to a situation from a place of confidence and mm -hmm. strength because we have it in us. It's just we tend to suppress it because of fears or um, just lack of self-confidence. Right? So, so I think that's a good start, right? And mm -hmm. sort of be aware of that and mm -hmm. proactively get out of our comfort zone. It's a big word, comfort zone. Damn it, I knew it, that it's a lot of work. <laughs> but this is a great place to start. I mean, I, I really like the fact that you pointed out this comfort zone because mm -hmm. it can be to many of us like a dead zone because we just stick to it and we don't do anything to step out and life starts when you just leave this comfort zone. And many of us, we are not aware of that. We just like to play it safe. Mm -hmm. Eventually, no, I mean, not taking any risks or uh, doing business as usual, as our parents told us or our friends, because they don't want us to be hurt or to try something new and to maybe fail. And they don't want us to suffer mm -hmm. for any other reason. And we convince ourselves that it's fine to stay where we are because uh, the world is a dangerous place. And anyone who tries to fly close to the sun gets burned, just like, uh, I think we say Icarus, no? Like yes. the, exactly. Yes. I know the name in French, but I wasn't sure in English. What's the name in French? In French, it's Icar. Okay. Icar. Awesome. Um, about your project, about mm -hmm. SETI, what is it about, really? So I know you have a really nice website uh, and you Thank organize you. events. But I know that there is a lot of action uh, going on behind the scenes. You try to develop connections, you meet all these women. So who are these people? 
in this project. The women that I meet are professionals, entrepreneurs and also students. And uh, the purpose is also to create a community of women who are out there trying to excel. And among themselves, there are women who have more experience, who learned their lessons, who can pass them on to other people, peers or younger uh, women. And I truly believe that we can learn from each other. For me, this is a big thing. I, I like to talk to people. I like to find out about their own stories. I like to know what they went through, and what I can take uh, when they talk or for their experience or even skills. So for me, it's a, it's a perfect setting to let this happen. This is one thing. And the other aspect of City is also this online platform. So basically the blog, but also like on social media. But my focus is really on the blog because I, I like to write and I also like to talk about different women, as I said, entrepreneurs, but also women who have great initiatives. It can be a non-profit, women who are doing great at their jobs. I can talk of one lady that I interviewed, which name is Cindy, Cindy Moyo. She's a great woman, she's a great networker, and she's also passionate about artificial intelligence. And she was presenting her project about artificial intelligence, but she really gave practical tips to women. And I could literally see people like women during the event having this aha moment, realizing mistakes that they were making without even noticing. So what will be these practical tips? I'm curious. Practical tips. Oh, for example, she said, and when I ask around, and I think it's true, we, many women, uh, they don't network in the same way as men do. For example, they will uh, limit their network to their social circles, especially for those who have children, to the circle of their children. This is what they do. Men tend to have the same circles through, um, let's say, university colleagues, and they may go for a beer afterward, and then they use this network to really promote their own growth in terms of career, for example, or businesses. Women don't necessarily do that in the same way. This is one thing. And what she also said is that we tend to go to people that look like us. And she said, this is a big mistake. And you have to step out of your comfort zone and actually think about what you want to achieve. For example, if you uh, want to start a business and you have an idea where you want to go, it's actually to map out the resource person or the profile that may help you to achieve your goals, but also find out what kind of events you may attend to get close to those people. So there is a very proactive behavior to have and to be very intentional. And we tend to think that things happen by chance, and she really made a point that it doesn't happen by chance, that you have to be intentional and set certain actions and constantly developing your networks. So Cindy uh, mm -hmm. is one example. The other great women in the network, uh, what would be their focus areas? I mean, are they traders or are they life coaches? Or I mean, what do they do? I'm just very curious about the diaspora here in Vienna. Some are entrepreneurs, artists, media people, women who are starting their businesses, women who want to bring their businesses to another level. And uh, yes, they were like different profiles. But I really want to make it grow and invite as much as possible uh, women from different walks of life. And especially when you mention life coach, because I am a big fan of personal development. So I would like to have on board women with this profile because I think that we need also people who can give us practical steps. I believe in big ideas, but I think it starts with something, actionable steps. You just don't uh, change things by wishful thinking. It, it takes will, it takes action, and we can only change through our actions. And having someone who knows about the process, who can accompany us, I think it's just great. And this is a great adventure, and I like the idea of uh, 
having someone holding my hand or our hands to to enjoy the journey together and we learn from each other and yeah but just the idea of having this community of like-minded people and you know with the same roots and with the same interests i guess mm -hmm. something that is very precious to have here in europe yes it is um because how i started city it started out of the frustration to be honest because i would attend many social events conferences, uh, social events, and I would meet women, but I felt from the African diaspora, from Africa, or from African descent, and I would miss this space for them to share their achievements. And I had this frustration, and I thought to myself, I would like to create this space for women to showcase all their achievements, but also take this place as a starting point to inspire other women. Because I truly believe in um, role models, because uh, the human mind is wired in a way that we can only expand when we see that there are things that are possible before us. So when I see that someone did something, I will think, okay, if she did it, I can do it. And even like in the, the area of sports, you would see that every time that a record is broken, mm -hmm. it opens up people's mind. Mm -hmm. And they feel like, okay, if this record was broken, maybe I can go further. And this is how we just keep improving. And I think it's very interesting to have these role models and uh, yes having people who were there before who did something and uh, learn from them once again you know i think this idea of advancing gradually it's so important because sometimes we set ourselves certain goals but they may feel so far away and then we get a bit discouraged so we hit the first wall but then it's interesting to sort of uh, recover from it and realize that even, you know, trying, first of all, counts and things just take time, right? So that's probably the ultimate definition of patience, just like <laughs> accept the roadblocks no, and thank you. push yourself. Thank you so much, because you said the word that I really value is patience. And I think that in our generation, as many people say, the microwave generation or everything is fast you know, like this instant yeah. communication that we have with social media. And uh, yes, we tend to want things so fast and we tend to forget that. And this is my perspective personally, that best things actually come with time. You don't have success happening over, over time. And we tend to forget that, especially our generation, we have this dream, this fantasy that I just wake up one day and uh, my anxiety is gone. I just wake up one day and I will start my business and in the next three months is going to start. I'm going to attract uh, all my potential clients and I'm going to be a superstar and I'm going to be like, if I'm a young professional, I'll be starting my job and six months after my boss will see how great I am and they will give me a promotion. It doesn't happen like this. Mm -hmm. And it takes patience and patience. People tend to think that patience is being passive and I don't think so. And besides that, I mean, I had a passion outside of my job, which is playing volleyball. And I learned through this game that timing is everything. If I run to the ball and I, I start jumping way before it comes to me, I'm going to miss it. And if I wait too long, I'm going to miss it too. <laughs> so it's finding the right time. And uh, patience includes also being ready. But having this, uh, I would say this wisdom of uh, preparing myself but still waiting for the right opportunity to come. Patience is about waiting with the right attitude. I really think so. It's not like waiting for the sake of waiting, it's just like being ready, honing your skills, having in mind what you want to achieve, and actually make some actions, some, some steps that you need to do 
Slowly but surely, anyways, do them to get where you want to be. And opportunities will come. Opportunity comes to people who are ready, who are willing, like you send this intent outside. And yes, and then you will be open. You will be able to even spot things that people won't be able to spot because they don't expect anything. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, yeah. yeah, if I can say a few words about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It resonates so much. And basically when you set your mind onto something, mm -hmm. um, sooner or later it will come your way just mm -hmm. because there is this energy around you that attracts certain opportunities your way. But then it also makes a lot of sense just logically because your mind is open to those particular opportunities so you are subconsciously on the lookout for them, mm -hmm. right? So, Definitely. And then just to comment briefly on the idea of chance or coincidence mm -hmm. and this resonates so much with me because um, uh, I'm also a big fan of Oprah Winfrey. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's oh. awesome. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah. I heard her say a couple of times that, you know, there is no coincidence. There is just preparation mm -hmm. for an opportunity when it comes your way. Yeah. Um, so now over to your personal story behind mm -hmm. the SETI project. So you mentioned that you started it from a place of frustration because you wanted to showcase these great stories mm -hmm. of women who have succeeded on so many levels. At what point in life did this idea actually start and mm -hmm. how did you launch the project? Who helped you out? Uh, did you have a team or did you do everything on your own? Like anything in life, you always benefit from the help of uh, people around you. It can be friends or uh, service providers and in my case when I had the idea of setting SETI, I also reached out to some friends who also helped me because me on the IT part, like the web aspect, this is not my strong point, I must confess. <laughs> so I need to have friends who help me on this and who really dedicated their time to make this happen. So I'm very grateful to them. And um, on a more personal level, when I say it's a frustration, it's not like an angry or um, full of anxiety or very bitter frustration. No, it's uh, wishing for something to be there when it's not there. So this is what I could see. A few years ago, I had the chance to meet people who were doing great businesses and who had this positive outlook uh, at life in the sense that they would be in their environment and there were issues that they would see. And instead of complaining about that all the time or blaming the government or blaming the weather or blaming uh, people around them, they would think, okay, I can provide a solution to that and I'm going to do that. And they would actually think about a solution and bring it to other people to solve this problem. And I like this proactive mindset and I think it conveys very positive values. And to me, talking about entrepreneurs was something that I always wanted to do. It was always like in the back of my mind because uh, when I was still a uh, the students or in the course of my studies I would have uh, approached certain groups who were uh, promoting entrepreneurs who were talking about personal development and I always wanted to have this a place to share those stories and eventually it was there it was lingering and then with time I connected the dots and I said okay I would like to do this and especially for women people that I can relate to and also because I see the need because we, we tend sometimes to work in a very autopilot mode, being, okay, I'm going to my job, I'm doing my things, or I have my family, 
and then we tend to in the struggle we tend to forget that 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 there can be more to that and especially having these dreams inside of us or a potential that is sleeping and that we can really work out and make something much bigger than than ourselves and most importantly serve it to other people so that it makes all of us benefit from it so this was always there and uh, it was just a time of connecting the dots and also seeing that there was uh, a gap and filling this gap with what I can offer and my, my own preferences or the personal touch that I can bring to this. Yeah, this was the idea. And what's your vision for the project? The vision for the project, wow. <laughs> this is a very intimidating, intimidating question. Yes, it's a, it's a rather recent initiative, even though I've been preparing it for several years now. I mean, let's say for the last three years, but now it really came to fruition. I officially launched my initiative in last October, so it's pretty recent. Mm -hmm. And uh, the vision for SETI is to build a, a community of women of talent. One thing like uh, a community where people can go to and get the inspiration that they are looking for, in terms of uh, stories, in terms of practical steps to address challenges that they may have in their careers, in their business, or in their personal development. This is one thing. But also for those of us who are living in Vienna to organize a series of events and really have this community of women who are hungry for more and who can help each other to grow. Because I think that we are more powerful when we raise each other up. And yes, provide this networking place providing a place for partnership, future partnerships in terms of business, career development, women who are there, who have experience and who can pass on. And I truly believe in mentorship. Women who have this experience, but they also want to groom a new generation of women, give them the tools, the help that they need to really bring the best of themselves. What is the feedback that you have received to this? Like The feedback was great. It can only encourages me to, to continue, to be consistent and yeah, keep it going to see how people react to it. And most importantly is to bring value. This is what I want. I mean, not just uh, for the sake of talking, 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 but actually when people leave, they say, okay, I learned something and I want to let out what I have inside, act on it. For example, if I have this project or this passion like sleeping inside of me and I'm thinking, okay, I saw this lady, she did this, she gave me this advice, I can also do it and I go out and I do my thing. For me, this would be the great thing, I mean, really, to empower women, really, so that they can do their own thing, bring out what they have inside, empower others, uh, empower themselves, and just, yeah, make the, the world a better place, just as you, as you said. This is what I would love awesome. to see. Empowering women means empowering the whole world and definitely. making the world a better place. Definitely, definitely, yes. And, uh, I, it's very funny that you say that because when I talk to people around me, when I mention about the project, especially men, they tend to say, ah, but uh, why only women? And they, I, I can sense this, I won't say fear or they are a bit embarrassed, like, why only women? I say, you know what, when I do this, I'm not doing it because I am against you or something. I don't believe that because I think that we are complementary and it's not about uh, fighting each other, not at all. It's just like... You can only be good to someone when you bring the best of yourself. And like you said, there is a need, there is mm -hmm. a gap. And so you're trying to fill that gap through this initiative. And it's true that women have been discriminated against in so many ways. And it's just a fact. Your project is one great example of how we can change it. So for all the women out there 
what would be your sort of call to action? Oh, first of all, I would like to invite them to go and visit my blog. <laughs> this is one thing. Awesome, good. First step, <laughs> your blog. First step, yeah. On your website, right? My website. Okay. And uh, the other thing is actually to be willing to, to make the first step. Really don't fear and just uh, express yourself, the desire that you have inside. It can be, as I said, a, a frustration or something that you would like to see change around you. It can be a starting point, but also having this very, how can I say that, to explore what they have inside. It can be their talent, it can be skills, or uh, yes, starting with self, really exploring what you have and hone it, hone the skills, and then serve it to the world. I mean, serve it to your community and accept the world. It can be foggy to some people, but I think that, uh, yes, it starts with self, and then slowly but surely we, we help other people around us and a wider circle, provide solutions to the issues that you see around you, really. It can be for entrepreneurship, it can be in your career because you have certain skills and you know how to address issues. Some of us may be born in environments where we were groomed to nurture skills. Others didn't have this chance. Maybe they, have, they were in places where people were very scared and uh, like to stick to safe. So maybe have a career path that is all set, the safest possible so that you can get your pay at the end of the month and live your little life and be happy. But many of us, we feel like there is more to life. I really encourage women to explore. And yes, it starts with your own skills. This is a journey and I think there is nothing greater and enjoyable than enjoying the journey, this growth. It takes time. We can give ourselves so many reasons not to start a project or an initiative or a business or a non-profit. And uh, yeah, just start. Great. So now we're coming to the final part. The best decision in my life was? Hmm. I won't say it's the best decision, but anyways, just to show you how your life can change based on a small thing. When I was in Côte d'Ivoire and I was a student, actually I was a future student, I wanted to go to France to study. And I made the choice of my city in a very random way. Because I heard people talking about the city and I liked the name and I found, okay, the name of the city sounds nice. Chambéry, it's yeah, in east of France. And I wanted to go there and it turned out that it was in, in mountains and pretty cold and, and I thought to myself, oh my God, this is not maybe the best choice. And by pure chance, a friend of mine was around me and she told me, yeah, but don't, I mean, just come to this other city, which is in south of France in a very sunny place called Toulouse. And I just decided to spontaneously change it. And it turned out to be like great decision because I really enjoyed these four years in this city. I made great connections. And whenever I talk about my student life, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best decision I took because if I would have gone to these other places, I would, it would have been a total different story because I enjoy nice environment. In a fraction of seconds, you can make a decision and it changed your whole life. And to me, I'm always laughing because I thought to myself, okay, I would have gone to a place in a very random way and it would have turned differently. But because I was open to novelty, I was spontaneous, it opened a new path to me and I don't regret it. So mm -hmm. I hope it makes sense. It's very, <laughs> it's a yes. very spontaneous story. Yeah. And yes, yes. I mean, it always makes me laugh the way I just turned my orientation of my life. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Awesome story. Yeah, yeah, yes, no, but it's the spontaneous part, mm -hmm. right? And then following your heart. Following it's the even heart. the basic. If yes, you yes. prefer sun, go for the sun. <laughs> Don't go to the cold mountains. And especially like you know, sometimes you make decisions because you I don't know because I just heard a name that sound nice and I just said okay I need to go there and maybe it would have not been the best decision for me. So yeah. Yeah, just felt right. <laughs> yes, I get it. The book that inspired me the most. Mm. There is a book that I can think of. It's uh, about um, a political leader in Kenya. Her name is Wangari uh, Matai. She was the first African Nobel Prize winner. She was an activist for the environment in Kenya. She was also a woman who really stood her ground for what she believed in. And she was very instrumental in actually fighting against a dictator in, uh, in Kenya back then. And I was truly inspired by this woman because once again her life started, she, she came from a village, she was not even supposed to go to school. And how she landed to school was very incredible because actually her older brother told her mom, but why don't my sister go to school? She said, okay, why not? And then this is how she went to school. And with her intelligence, with this grit, this passion, this strength of character that she had, she had such an impact. She helped to fight desertification because there were like trees being destroyed in her region and she really empowered women to rebuild this, uh, their environmental area, building trees. And she created uh, the green, green Belt Movement that, great, I mean, that did a great job. And she stood for what she believed in, but in a very simple way, following her heart and willing to be taking the next step, even if it cost you a lot, because uh, back then in our country, people wouldn't understand that a woman had s such a strong will and would fight against uh, injustice. And sometimes having people in her own circles turning back on her. And, but she made a great decision. She kept on fighting and eventually she, she got the recognition, even in the world, even if it wasn't the, the purpose of it. But what I wanted to show is that how fighting for what you believe can open doors for you even if sometimes it takes sacrifices people may misunderstand you and I was really impressed by um, this determination that you have to do the right thing really the right thing and even if it costs you something and to me it's a great example and how can education change because this woman if she didn't have this chance for example to go to school maybe what she had inside would have been not used and she, she impacted a generation of women and beyond, like in her own village, in her country, in Africa, and even in the world. And yes, it just shows what education can do and what goodwill and greed can do. To me, she's a model and yeah. I feel like I should read that book as well. <laughs> <laughs> she's a great woman, really. Happiness starts with? Hmm. Happiness starts with contentment. I think that happiness is um, a state of mind. It doesn't mean that everything is perfect, but it's about enjoying what you have in life, but still wanting more, but appreciate what you have. First, your life, your health, your friends, people who care, who love you. This is extremely important, but also be grateful for what you have as, as talents. I mean, you are enough. Just enjoying the process, contribute where you can contribute and just enjoy the journey. Thank you so much, Hava, for the discussion. I certainly gained a couple of precious insights about how to network and I really hope that SETI will be a success. For everyone who would like to follow and connect with Hawa, I will include her website information as well as the name of her favorite book by Wangari Matai, which is called Unbowed in the show notes. 
I personally believe that it is very important to talk about women empowerment and women in business. Women constitute about 50% of the world's population, so I think that alone provides ground for such a discussion. But for some reason, gender is not an easy topic. It makes people uncomfortable and, let's face it, both men and women can be resistant to talk about gender or are just quick to dismiss the existence of any gender-specific problems, as if they were signs of a weakness and not just part of being human. What I really appreciate in Hawa's case is her open-minded approach and, you know, working based on hard facts. And the hard facts are that many women still perceive themselves as actors in support roles rather than leading roles. Many also have a tendency to stay in the very safe zone because that is what is expected from them. Frankly, I am really excited about Seti's existence and their mission and I really hope to interview Hawa again in some time to see progress. I also feel that there is a place for a similar initiative for men as they too are battling their own gender-specific stereotypes. But we can talk about that another time. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Send me an email, let me know any comments and have a wonderful day. But before we go, there's just one.